Let's go. Mama told me. Yeah. Like Paisley. Mama told me. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Mama told me. One day I'ma grow up big and I'ma be a king. And my papa told me. It's okay to say when shit hurts. Don't forget your dreams cause they'll get you through this. So far life they call living but I call it strange. And I bet I'll do it. Cause I'm on my way. It's strong enough that yeah. I shit the pain. Hey. Sunshine. Uh, What's going on? Just trying to get uh, scheduled to get my nails done next week. It looks like I think I can go back to the salon. Hey, we can go to the gym on June 1st here. Uh, They haven't said anything about the gym in Ohio yet, so. Yeah, I was going to have to hurt some people. Mm, Your personal trainer misses you. He does. Misses that money. I'm sure he does. I, on the day that uh, that gyms got shut down, I was supposed to go. I was like on my way out the door. I went the last day that they were open. Like literally, I was there about an hour before they had to shut the doors. Was it busy? No, but people. I mean, you know how people are. They were worried about. Are you going to keep my money? You know, are we, what about our 24-7 access? Just stupid stuff like that. I feel like a gym is actually one of the cleaner places that I go to on a regular basis. For sure, yeah. I mean, you've got people, assuming people actually do, wipe down the machines. And the gym I go to, they wipe down all the machines and all the whatever equipment can be wiped down. Like I think it, even before it was wiped down like every hour on the hour. So by that's not happening at most places. Yeah. By the staff. No, they had a homeless guy come in and do it. <laughs> I've missed that smart assness of yours. <laughs> the, well, the funny thing is that, uh, my, I, I think I told you probably about, they announced in Ohio today that, uh, barbershops and, Restaurants can start opening back up next week, and about five minutes after they made that announcement, my barber sent me a text like, "Yo, when are you coming in?" You had, and, uh, you're on a texting basis yeah. with your barber. That's how he, he uh, schedules his uh, his appointments. Oh, just, oh, you have to schedule. You can't just walk in. No, yeah, it's usually I, I'm. I got like the guy that I have. He's still newer, but he. It's like usually two or three days out that he schedules. Hmm. It's been, I don't know. I got my hair cut the last day that they were open. And then Abby cut it once. While, uh, during all this, so. But it's already grown back. I haven't cut, yeah. I haven't cut my hair. It actually isn't as long as what I would, I don't know, you can see. It's not as long as what, uh, I would have thought it would be after. You got a little curl on top. Yeah, I hadn't had it cut in uh, like probably a couple weeks even before. So probably the last I probably haven't had a haircut in three months. Hmm. Um, yeah, my hair kind of just grows. Like I feel like it doesn't really grow out. At some point, it just starts to get thicker. <laughs> Which I'm not complaining about that. Yeah, you could be some of our friends with no hair or balding, thinning, receding hair. Yeah, Juan said that he wanted to get a, hair, a haircut, but he wouldn't show his uh, wouldn't show us his hair. Yeah. So, I, me and Abby were talking about 
and I, and I don't know if you're serious or not, but when are the are you able to go to like the breweries next week or when's that happen? Yeah, so in Ohio on the fifteenth you can go to places if they have a patio. And then on the twenty first you can go to places that you can dine in. And they didn't split up bars and restaurants. They said they just said that you have to be able to keep a six foot uh, social distance between and I think I already I mean I don't know if I want to say this out loud, but I feel like That'll probably be maybe the first week will be uh, observed. But then after that, I think it's going to be free for all. So, but, and I think that there'll be a lot of people that won't go anywhere for a while. Um, and that's which, fine by me. Yeah. If you don't feel safe, I mean, that's, that was how things were before. If you don't feel safe going somewhere, then no one's forcing you. I mean, it's a, it used to be a free country. No one's forcing you to go anywhere. Oh, so. do you feel like your liberties have been trampled on? No, I just feel like that people that are making the the uh, the argument, you know, the whole oh about places need to be closed. I think that they they don't realize that there's there's a flip side of that coin that you know our economy is going to it already has crashed. It's going to crash even harder if you know we don't start to at least have some semblance of a plan because yeah but i think that's enough coronavirus talk i will say though uh, i've been saving a lot a lot more money not going to breweries i've still been drinking beer but i really i didn't realize how much money i spent at uh at breweries i think everybody has saved money i mean i literally filled my car up with gas one time between April 3rd and April 30th. Yeah, one time. that's, yeah, that's how, uh, I mean, I don't know exactly when I filled my car up last time, but I, I actually was traveling up until like the middle of March. And I think I've gotten gas once since then. So what was your last plane ride? Like, uh, it was weird because, so I flew from Miami um, it was like March 15th. It was right in the middle of March, but so I flew from Miami to Atlanta, um, which is a hub. And that flight was, was dead. Like it, there was maybe, I don't know, a quarter of the way full. And then and flew from Atlanta to Cincinnati. Um, well, first of all, I, I think I might've showed you the video of, um, where I, when I was in Atlanta, the whole terminal was desperate and I actually was in the international terminal. There was nobody there. It was like a, a, a ghost town. It was super creepy. Um, but then my flight to Cincinnati was almost completely full. So weird, but I don't know. I know I always would fly on Delta and I know Delta now is not doing middle seats. Um, but yeah, they were, and I saw the, uh, um, and actually I was talking to one of the, um, flight attendants and they were saying that the amount of cleaning that they had to do to, to be able to continue to fly was like more than what they'd ever seen at any time before. Um, they're just bleeding money right now though. Right. Oh yeah. There's a ton of places that are, I mean, I'm honestly surprised at, you know, how, like how much travel is actually still going on with the flights. Uh, Um, because it, yeah, they, I know that a lot of 
you know, a lot of the airlines have cut back a lot on the flights, but it's just, and that, and then they, uh, not only that, but having to people that already had stuff booked that, I mean, they pretty much had to just refund everybody, whether you had a refundable ticket or not. So them, Airbnb, those places are going to be struggling for a long time. Yeah. What does summer vacation look like for everybody? I wonder. (laughs) I don't know. I've actually been looking, um, because you got a trip planned next month. Yeah. in, In June. And we, we were looking at what the, like what was going on and we were going to go to Asheville and we were looking to see, uh, and we just figured that not, nothing is really going to be open by the time that we would be there. Um, cause it, it was going to be a go there and go hiking, go to brewery sort of thing. Um, so yeah, but I've been looking at maybe going somewhere closer to home, doing like a, either doing a day trip or doing a, it was it was already going to be like a short weekend sort of thing, but yeah, we got a trip planned to Austin in October, so I'm hoping that actually is able to happen. You go we got to the super, Honor headquarters. Yeah, <laughs> well, we got super. I mean, I was looking kind of at the height of everything, and I got super cheap flights. I think the flights were like a hundred dollars a piece, and so I was like, I'm jumping on this because, yeah, <laughs> so. But it was just weird going from, um, and it actually had kind of coincided with me changing jobs, but going from traveling basically every week to being completely at home for the last two months. As a newlywed, which you just celebrated your uh, one-year anniversary. Congratulations. You made it. Thank you. Yeah. But, like, for me, when when Abby and I got married for the first I mean until Charlie was born so five years we worked I wasn't gone like you were but like we worked opposite schedules so it was rare you know it was kind of the same thing we saw each other on on maybe a, a day or a couple of days a week and in in passing do you hear that dog barking no um, but so then when we had Charlie and we were kind of forced together. It was it was like a whole whole different relationship. Have you had any of those pains in your time now? Not really. Um, which is I don't know whether it's the fact that we're newlyweds or it's a fact or just the fact that um, I picked the right person. <laughs> probably a little bit of both yeah that's you got lucky bro (laughs) yeah no but i it wasn't we we spent a lot of time together as is before like we lived together before we got married and and um we spent you know we have we have a lot of the same hobbies and things like that so um but yeah we we spent a decent amount of time before um but yeah i mean i will I think that we both have the understanding that, Hey, if we need a little bit of time apart, we have a lucky enough to have a big enough house where we can go, you know, one person go upstairs, one person go downstairs and do our own thing. But there hasn't been surprise. I was watching the NFL draft and she was away from me for that. But <laughs> <laughs> cause I was like, I got to get some sort of, some sort of sports in my life. That's been the weirdest thing, honestly, um, is no sports. I almost would wouldn't have minded it, um, 
if you know if sports were still on um the, the whole stay at home thing i don't the, other than the ncaa tournament which just blows my mind that they canceled you know yeah like we had a trip planned my my cousin was about to have his third child second or third child i'm not real sure but so they all came, they're all coming uh, here to Kentucky, and then we had looked at going to Nashville for the SEC tournament. And we're going to go down Friday and, and watch the, the late-night game, watch the game Saturday, and then just come home. Booked the hotel, got the tickets, everything, and then they actually played some of the first-round games before they canceled it. Right. And so we were like, what the hell? And so we, we have like a, a trip – we have like a God's outing here. Fast forward a month, they go home. He's, he lives uh, in Georgia. The baby's coming a little early. Well, and obviously with the hospital conditions, he can't go into the hospital with his baby mama, right? Like he can't, he, because of the, the virus, he has to wait outside. Well, finally, you know, she's going to have the baby. They, they bring her in. Baby comes, everything's good. Well, while they're there, the mom gets tested. And she ends up just COVID, and literally hadn't, yeah, yeah. Le- hadn't left the house since, you, you know, other than going to doctor's appointments, I guess. But what a strange thing! Like we we saw them a month earlier, healthy, all good, healthy the whole time, asymptomatic or however you say that. And then she she tests positive in the hospital. He's negative, and the baby's negative. Yeah, I think that's the weirdest thing too. Is that I don't know whether it's you know, the, it's just the whole craziness of, you know, being able to be a carrier of it and not know. I mean, I, uh, one of my friends actually mentioned, he was like, yeah, there was a time around like the end of March when I had this like weird headache for like a couple of days. And I think that might've been, I might've had it. And that was the only symptom that I got. And I was like, you know what? I think I might've had that too. Um, because I did have like, something i was like this is just like weird and I actually took ibuprofen i remembered and it actually made it it was like one of those that you go to sleep with a headache and wake up with a headache and it's worse when you wake up than when you went to sleep so i took some ibuprofen and that made it worse and i know that was one of the things but yeah it's been been kind of a crazy ride some of the stuff that it's interesting seeing how how different people react like uh angie my wife basically said like i didn't realize how uh, introverted that I was because she's like fine like she doesn't have she's at least from outwardly she's not saying like she doesn't seem to be going stir crazy or anything like that and of course we're lucky like not lucky but we don't have any kids or any you know any I can't imagine no that's luck trying <laughs> that's luck. I can't imagine trying to deal with uh, with homeschooling and work from home and and all that um, on top of you know you know the craziness of being in a pandemic and not being able to go anywhere but uh that's the biggest yeah. adjustment here was everybody's here and so charlie has school my wife had her own you know job teaching from home my job was at home and then a two-year-old so there were no set hours of operation in the thomas household <laughs> That's the people that I, you guys are the people that I really feel for is like the people, especially people that, uh, uh, don't normally have like their kids. Like, uh, Angie's cousin is actually like a live in nanny 
her uh, family out in California, and they are not used to being having to be around their kids <laughs> very much. <laughs> like, I can't imagine what they're going through. But also, she lives with them, so it's not like, you know, there wasn't it wasn't like a uh, situation where it's like, hey, Nanny can't even come over because you know we we can't nobody you know it's stay at home order. She actually lives with them, which I guess in in hindsight is a good you know good for them, but. Yeah, that's a, one of those interesting um, situations. I, I think that it would be, um, and some of the people that I work with have kids too and, and doing, you know, the Zoom meetings or, or and things like that. And you know, hear the kids screaming in the background or um, you can see or you can hear uh, whatever cartoons they're listening to playing in the background. <laughs> like I got nice peace and quiet. You have your dogs. We actually have. Yeah, we have the dogs and they run around, but we actually both have even separate workspaces too that we can work at. We have, I'm in the guest room and then we actually have an office set up too, so. Yeah, so when Abby and I started our podcast back, we didn't have any space for it. So we brought in a table and made just a tiny square in our dining room, like up against the wall to do that. And that's become like the workstation, I guess, along with the kitchen table or the couch, just wherever you can plop down and get like we have, you know, how I think most routers can handle like seven or eight devices or supposed to, right? Yeah. I checked. We had four computers, two TVs, three phones, an iPad. Exceeding and wonder why our internet was slow. <laughs> yeah, that's been the big thing too is make sure that even before this that you have good internet. We have a like we use. I mean, we exclusively use streaming TV, so we we pretty much had good internet before. Um, but yeah, that, and I think a lot of people think that, that especially the the people that maybe are just slightly older than than what you are. I think they are struggling with realizing like, why can't I have two zoom meetings in a, and Netflix and <laughs> my phone connected to this and, and yeah. So it's been fun. Have you done any like zoom happy hours or anything like that? Or, uh, Angie's family, actually we've been doing, um, we've actually done it like three times now. Her whole family has been getting on zoom and we've been doing trivia, which I honestly didn't, you know, I, I was like, Hey, whatever, but it's been, it's actually kind of nice because you can, be in the comfort of your own home and still hang out and see people. And then when you're ready to go, you can just be like, Oh, ready to go. You don't have to worry about traveling home or anything like that. Cause most of her family's up in Dayton. So we played categories one night with another family on zoom. And you know, my daughter has zooms all day for class. My wife has zooms all day and she's done some social zooms. Um, but no, I haven't. This is the first like virtual conversation I've had, you know, other than, Facebook Messenger, text messaging. Yeah. I've had some Zooms for work, which I think for teachers it was all free, and then they wanted us to pay for it for like the first month at my job. And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. We tried to we tried to do uh, Microsoft Teams, which, yeah, which was a disaster too. So my company uses Teams, which I found it to be nice. Like they they've had it for a long time. And they never used it before, but now that they're kind of forced to use it, it's nice that people are actually have people have 
it is nice to have everything in one spot. Like you can't really do that with Zoom. Um, Teams is nice because you can put files and you can record, you know, meetings and it's right there. And um, yeah, but it's it, it's been interesting. Um, are you indulging in anything that you don't that you wouldn't typically like? Are you doing anything more? Like I know you you're big into like the tw- the Twitch streams and things like that. Or have you been doing anything like that? Like over excessively or yeah i've been watching twitch a lot but i also started playing video games again uh i had about a two and a half year well it was probably about six months before harlan was born i stopped and now in moderation i that's how i kill my time <laughs> well um, i think yeah well, uh, juan and i had a conversation about that one time where we kind of like just like lost you for i feel like a year yeah. When every time I talk it's, to you, you're playing playing video games. Yeah, it's uh, and this time around it's different because I've set boundaries and schedules. Uh, but when everybody's asleep at night, you know, I look up and it's three o'clock in the morning. And you're like, oh shit, where's time went? You got your Animal Crossing island? No, no, no. I've seen a lot, a lot of that. I've been playing Rust. Which is like oh. a survival game, which is just a time suck for for what it is, but kind of like a modern day risk. Kind of like that, yeah. I mean, you you start out naked with a rock and a torch, and you build <laughs> your empire. Uh, you know, that's how so, I started out. Uh, yeah, yeah. Real life, <laughs> rock and a torch. At least they give you a torch. Yeah, it doesn't last very long though. Oh. <laughs> It's it's Mother's Day's week, uh, and, and you don't have any kids. But as a dog mom, do you feel like you have to do something for Angie? No, but we actually are going to break quarantine. We're going to go visit the family in Dayton this weekend. Just the immediate family. There's less than ten people, so we can do it. I think that uh, we're, and they have a nice enough house where we can do the social distancing thing and hopefully it'll be nice enough we can be outside and so we're gonna do that i sent my mom my mom likes candy so i sent her a big giant thing of swedish fish oh i love swedish fish man <laughs> that's like her obsession so i'm like that's the the, the good thing about being able to order pretty much anything if they had just a sweeter just taste you know what i mean they're kind of bland so if they had just like a sweeter yeah. taste it would be that is talk about indulgence. I have this survival instinct or, or just, uh, impulsion, I guess. When this happened, bro, I stocked up on all the bad food. Oreos, Oreos, like frozen pizzas, chips, you know, and then See, we, yeah, it was over out eat three times a week. Yeah. Yeah, we eat healthy, but I was, I, I had to convince Angie that we were allowed to buy things like cookies and because I needed that stuff. Well, she doesn't Especially have to be. I know that's what I said, but I think the whole thing is that we we were kind of a if we don't have it we don't eat it sort of family. But I'm very, I can be, be very indulgent as a person. Like I, sometimes if I eat like I'll eat like a whole package of oreos or half a packet of oreos i got more of a sweet tooth than like salty snacks but we've still been i think we've been it's it's interesting in looking at because my job is kind of looking at uh trends like that and um 
in the the food industry and seeing that that's that everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody is buying more ice cream, cookies, candy, at least at the at the grocery store. So it's comfort, right? I mean, it's just yeah, comfort. And which I've started to, you know, after a pretty rapid weight gain, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta stop. So <laughs> it's a lot easier to gain it than it is to lose it, right? Yes. And, and so my daughter just turned 12, and she was like, I, I think I want to, you know, do a healthier lifestyle and, and introduce some fasting, you know, because now at 12 and, and with the internet, she's a wise old 50 year old lady now. So I was like, I'll do that with you. We'll we'll do this together. So we're gonna we're gonna map that out. We just had, although we had cake and traditional Mexican food for her on her birthday. This is the first time since her second birthday that she wasn't in a Mexican restaurant on her actual date of birth. Wow. But on Cinco de Mayo, we celebrated with Taco Bell, Mexican food last <laughs> night, and then I think they they all went out right now. So I could eat Mexican food. Yeah. Every day of the week. Yeah, it's if the Mexicans staple. can do it, I feel like I feel like I can do it, right? You are a quarter Mexican, I heard. <laughs> That's the rumor going around. But I was actually supposed to run a freaking marathon four days ago. That was pushed back. Did you run it anyway? No. Well, we ran a half marathon, and we did it on Saturday because it was supposed to be rainy and nasty on Sunday. So, I when we we've been keeping up on the running. Um, kind of maintaining because the I kind of was like oh it's nice that it's uh, you know not not happening but kind of wanted to get it over with because <laughs> now it's pushed back to October and I'm like once stuff comes back on and people and you know people are able to do stuff there's going to be I feel like an overload of things to do especially once you know if kids start going back to school and I feel like like the uh, already like with the weddings are, that are getting pushed back and like now it's like we got two weddings within the span of six days in September. So that you have to go to, yeah, and I'm in one of them. Hmm. I think so, I'm out of the wedding. I think yours was probably one of the last ones that I'll have to be in. Maybe ones. <laughs> Listen, he's the most non-committal. So I've got a whole like XLR microphone set up for the podcast that me and my wife do. And I, I tried to buy a microphone, you know, so we could do this. And, and it was just I, the shipping and available dates. Like there must've been a run on microphones, at least the good ones that I wanted. So I know Juan had one that he's been trying to get rid of since he bought it. So I text him, Hey, can I get that microphone? Yeah. Okay, I said, you know, I'll buy it, whatever. Ghost for a couple of days. I said, hey, man, can you go to the post office, send me that, and I'll send you the money. You should have told me I was out, you know, do, uh, whatever. And so the beginning of this week, I was like, hey, what about that microphone? Go to the post office, mail it to me. Can you wait till the weekend? I was like, sure. And so I just went ahead and bought it. I found one that was shipped, and I got it, and I won't have to worry about in a reasonable time frame i feel like juan would be and i don't know how this isn't very good listening to people that don't know juan but he's the most social 
person that I've ever met. Um, and I just want to see, he hasn't really said to us how, like what he's really been doing during this whole quarantine, but I want to see like what a day in the life of Juan Valley looks like during stay at home. Like, what does he do? Exactly. You know, he started streaming on Twitch and I was like a big cheerleader. I'd go watch him and chat in his channel and, and that lasted about three days. He gave up on it. He's for streaming. Yeah. So sorry for him. You know, <laughs> what are you I looking forward to favorite... most when this happens, when this is all over? I, I actually was thinking about that earlier. So going back to a brewery, mm-hmm. obviously, um, just being, I, I didn't realize like, it's nice. Cause I actually have a, a you know, nice patio that I can sit on and, and the days where it's nice, but I just love being out. And I think it's more like the people watching than anything. Um, and going like, I like going to new places and visiting places I've never been. Um, so that's definitely number one. But one of the cool things about this whole coronavirus is you can now get beer de- literally delivered to your house for like directly from the breweries, which is something that, never really have. I mean, they always could do it before, but it was, I don't think that they ever had any incentive to say, Hey, let's get beer delivered and deliver it directly to people. Um, did you take advantage of this yet? Yes. Um, and I also, uh, one of the, the funny stories I was going to tell you is people are so like, there's a new, there's, it's a brewery that's open up here in Cincinnati and they are opening up a new like portion. They have kind of like a, it's almost like a big compound, but they're right on a bike trail and they're opening up a burger. Like a, they're calling it like a roadside root beer stand. They're going to have like burgers and root beer and stuff like milkshakes and things like that. And so right on this bike path and they have a big parking lot. And so they opened up this past weekend for carry out. So Angie and I are like, Oh, let's go. And we'll go do a bike ride on the path and uh, come back. And we're like, when we're halfway there, we'll order our, when we're you know, order our food. And then, when we're, you know, by the time we get back, you know, the, our food will be ready. We can grab our food and then we can go home and eat our food. So we get there, we get halfway, we'll probably do like a 40 minute, like out and back. So we're 40 minutes away and the place says two hour wait. So I'm like, oh man, this is crazy. So then we're like, okay, well, let's go ahead and order anyway. And we'll just maybe go on a longer bike ride or whatever and so we order get back and there's people sitting in the parking lot in camp chairs camping out you know parking lot like tailgating waiting for their food talking to their friends that they probably haven't seen in a while so i'm like you know what forget it so we went and got a six pack and started joining them just hanging out in the parking lot drinking drinking beer waiting for our food (laughs) so that sounds amazing. Probably the most unique. Was the food good? It was very good. They had a burger. They had like they have so it's it's a really cool concept. I have a um, post up on my website mmamckinney.com, but it's a you pick your your burger whether you want you know a single, double, triple, you know veggie burger, Beyond Burger, and they have hot dogs too, and then you pick your topping. Uh, and it's based on, so it's the brewery is called 50 West. So it's route 50 goes all the way across the U S from like Maryland to California. So they have a, a style that you can get based on every state that route 50 goes through. So it's kind of cool. I got, um, 
Colorado style that was spicy. It was um, green chili, uh, ghost pepper cheese. I think there was some jalapenos on there, but it was delicious. One of the best burgers I've had in Cincinnati. And of course, they've got a Cincinnati, Ohio style with Cincinnati chili on it. Now, there's no beans in Cincinnati chili, right? Right. Have you ever had Cincinnati chili? Like Gold Star? Or... Yeah, Gold Star What's Skyline. The other one? Skyline. Skyline. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Skyline's the my. One that I like. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it, it's like hot dog chili. You know, when I think of chili, I think of cold weather beans. You, you know. Yeah, it's definitely a different chili. style of chili. That yeah, it's not like. It's not it's like a chili a that you would like sit down and eat a bowl of it, although people do. Yeah, it's a sauce. Yeah, you put it on, on top of your hot dog, or I like it. I like the, the three ways with the spaghetti, mostly because of the amount of cheese they give you. Like yeah, I had I've had it with the with the spaghetti, and it was even then it was I don't know. I, th- I think if I if it was a staple, like if I had it. I kept going back to it, and it wasn't a one-off. You know, I think maybe three times I've had it. You know, we've got uh, Gold Star, you know, like 10 minutes from my office. Just not into it, man. I didn't realize Gold Star went down that far. I know there's, I think, Skyline in Lexington, right? Somewhere probably not close to you. But, yeah, I didn't know Gold Star went down that far. It's just funny to me that a place that – there's two big chains, Gold Star and Skyline. There's a ton of them all around Cincinnati, and there's little independent places, and they all survive and do really well. Only basically being, a, a, you know, maybe they maybe go 100 miles and and you know 100 mile radius. That's crazy to me, knowing how many places there are. Yeah, I don't I don't know that we have a local treat like that here. You know. Uh, I can think of L8, the drink. Yeah, that's definitely a Kentucky thing. And I've seen it in Tennessee, and I've seen it. I actually got it at the restaurant We the last time we were together. A uh, little place we went to, I got it at L8. It's funny, though, too, because I live in Cincinnati, so right across the border is northern Kentucky. Nowhere in Ohio sells it that I know of. But you can go right over to northern Kentucky, and it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's just a ginger ale. It's nothing special. <laughs> People call it Kentucky Swamp Water, but it's basically ginger ale. Yeah. Well, uh, West Virginia has Mountain Dew, and Kentucky has Ale 8. Yeah. What's your soft drink of choice? Uh, I like – I'm a big Coke person, so I like Coke Zero. I don't – I the regular Coke, I tried a regular Coke like, I don't know, six months ago. And it was just way too sweet for me. Like I could barely drink, and, and Pepsi is even sweeter than Coke. So, but which is funny because I have a sweet tooth. And then I went and tried Dr Pepper has like a Dr Pepper cream, like Dr mm-hmm. Pepper mixed with cream soda. Now I saw that. Yes, it was delicious. It tastes like basically like a Dr Pepper float, like with ice cream. It was very good it was something i got on a whim like not something i wouldn't normally get but 
Um, yeah. That and then I like the Mountain Dew uh, kickstarts. Are those fruity? I don't. I don't yeah, think it's, I've ever it's had usually one. for like fruit flavors. They have like a mango lime one that's good. Um, that a, is that an energy drink? It, it has like a little bit more caffeine. It's like probably like in between, um, like a, a soda, soft drink, and an energy drink, like with the level of caffeine. So it's like. Almost like a hybrid. Now you're not an energy drink guy, right? Or are you? I and I usually do energy drinks when I do commentary. I was on Kelly Patrick's show and I told I was talking to him about that because like you got to sound like you're shot out of a cannon, or you sound like you're asleep. And yeah, because you're not a high you're not a high energy person anyway. That and I don't mean that in a negative way. Just you're not a. Uh, More like laid back, relaxed. Yeah, yeah. You're chill. You don't you don't have that. You know rat on acid type personality we talk <laughs> there's a funny story I'm... so yeah when um at, at my wedding um after the wedding i got on the microphone aaron's microphone and announced uh hey we're going over to this bar uh or actually the brewery if, if anybody wants to meet us over there we're going to be over there in like 10 minutes and um angie's my, my mother-in-law was like, who was that on the microphone? And Angie was like, that was David. It's <laughs> like, I feel like it's just like a natural, like when you have a microphone in your hand, when I have a microphone in my hand, I'm like, this is how I talk naturally. So, um, like she didn't even recognize that it was me. So I guess that's my mic, my, my announcer voice. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I have a, I don't know that my voice inflections change a whole lot from, is definitely not a nat like for me it's not a natural thing and the, the reason that I I started listening to like some of the playbacks of me doing commentary for some events and I was like man I sound like I'm asleep but I'm just like talking like in my normal voice like I am now and it just comes across like especially with like I feel like it's just with like the energy that's around you know you know MMA fights um, people I just feel like if you're talking in a normal voice then you're going to sound like it just doesn't match what's going on the the energy and intensity of of a of a cage fight so that's how and and i've worked with you know a lot of good people and also juan doing commentary mm. <laughs> but no i've worked with uh, a lot of good people doing commentary and, and ryan cavanaugh when i was first starting kind of gave me some pointers and that was like one of the first things that he told me was you have to almost sound like you're shouting into the microphone. Um, you have to sound super excited. Yes. Not yeah. not all the time, but to a certain extent, you have to sound like, you know, like you're like like a shot out of a cannon. So. Yeah, I feel like if you're a play-by-play guy, you have to first of all you you keep everything moving. You know, you keep it as far as what. It, giving out sponsors and, you know, information about that and thanking people and, and, you know, making sure that, uh, the color guy can shine, you know, with his expertise, but, you know, it's, you look at like Mike Goldberg and just how I, something about Bud Light when I think about (laughs) like his transitions, yeah, I think about Bud Light or just, I don't know. I always I felt like, like I was Goldberg, good at, yeah. at like keeping it going, but not so much about what was I was watching in front of me. 
Yeah, I feel like he, Mike Goldberg, was like a paint by numbers commentator. Like he could only do what he did and nothing else. And he had to have like a, here's the first thing I say, the second thing I say, the third thing I say, and it has to be in that exact order, or he gets, you know, flustered and thrown off. Like you saw when he did the one NFL game, and then they for Fox, and then they kicked him off. Yeah. And uh, I mean, this is a guy who's done hundreds of UFC events and you know you go and try to do a uh, NFL game and and you know he gets booed out of the out of the commentator booth so could you do but, football would you be comfortable doing football um I I don't know that's a good question I feel like football the it just it's interesting in that it moved like you got like you know four seconds four to six seconds of of the actual play and then you know 40 seconds in between um so i i feel like i could do it from like a technical standpoint i think the flow would be what's hard um because like fights mma you have you know five minutes and then a minute where you're recapping what just happened in that five minutes um i think that the flow would be the hardest part of trying to figure, trying to get that down and figuring out, you know, when you're supposed to, when you're supposed to talk and not talk. And, um, I feel like I've done MMA so much that it, it would definitely be a difficult transition. So I, the people that do like multiple sports, like Gus Johnson and, and people like that, like I'm in awe of those people that, um, that can do that. I th- anything where I have to concentrate and watch, you know, I've done just about everything in the MMA world, but I, but not a referee, and that's because I would walk, I walk, and that's why I couldn't do a football game. I don't think as a commentator, I like to watch. You know, it's one of the if it's something, especially if it's good, if it's a good game, or if it's a good uh, fight. Like I'm watching it, I'm I'm taking it in, and so I, it would be just a whole lot of me not saying anything during a football game. <laughs> It's weird too. I like. I definitely have very different memories of fights that I have actually called, and fights where I was there, just either where, where I was watching it, covering it. Like I feel like it, it, it like imprints into my brain in a different way. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. So, but it. I feel like it. It's. I'm. I'm watching in a different way when I do commentary than if I'm just watching. Especially if I'm watching on on tv and i'm i'm a guy where i can never watch the unless i can't see i, I don't watch the even if i have a monitor i like i watch the, the actual fight like i've seen people watching the monitor and like you got the best seats in the house what are you watching the monitor for yeah the first like, ufc like, i covered that, that people were taking screenshots of me uh from tv and sending them to me and it was me yeah. look, looking at the big screen like literally <laughs> right there in front of the octagon and i'm I'm watching the big screen. And so it was, and it was just, I was trying to, your vision, it's like a NASCAR race. You know, you sit in the turns. So you see yeah. what's, what's coming that brief stretch into the turn and then the turn and out of the turn. And then if you're in the stands, you don't see the rest of it unless you're like super high up or, you know, whatever. So you're watching the monitor right. the whole time. And that's how I felt at a fight. Like I can only see what's right in front of me. So I watched the monitor. Probably the weirdest event that I've been to uh, was the Kentucky Derby on the infield. And I actually went, they, 
within the last like I don't know maybe ten years they actually have a monitor or a big screen where you can watch uh, the races. But the Kentucky Derby on the infield it's like pointless to go there if you won't even try to. Oh, that's watch just for anything. drinking. That's just for drinking and debauchery. <laughs> and you get you get about three seconds of the race where they run past you, and then the whole the whole rest of the time if you are actually watching the only race people really watch during the Derby is is the actual derby race. They don't watch any other races, but yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. What I like th- going to Keeneland more than, than, uh, than the derby. What do you think about derby on labor day this year? I think it'll be interesting if, if it actually happens, it'll be kind of, it's, it's on actual labor day, like the Monday. No, it'd be that Saturday, but it's, it's that weekend. Well, that's like, I don't know. I feel like it'll probably do okay because but that's also like for me. That's like college football's back, mm-hmm. right? So I won't care anything about it. Um, the last derby last year, I was actually on my honeymoon in Florida, and we just happened to like walk right into a because we were brewery hopping in uh, Dunedin, and I think we went to like five or six breweries in one day. So by the time we got there we were feeling pretty good, but we just happened to walk into a brewery and they were having a big derby. But I was like, where are, what, what's all these people wearing like these hats and like, was like Oh, the derby's on today. <laughs> so it, that was interesting. Are you a gambler? No. I feel. So the first time I ever played craps, I won a shit ton of money. The very first time I ever played. And so it gave me that confidence, like anytime I go, I could win money playing craps or blackjack, or, you know, at a casino. And it has turned out to not be the case, but it has not stopped me from wanting to, like, they talk about crack, how you're always chasing that first high. And I feel yeah. that casino gambling for me is that. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like the one game I could probably get into would be blackjack. I played uh uh, poker when I was in college, like online. I think we might have talked about this before. Party but, poker. Uh, yeah, actually, I was on. Um, uh, I used full tilt. Um, but back when it was when that was still a thing. Um, but I did, I did that for for a little while in college and and got pretty good at it playing Texas Hold'em. And, but my favorite game was actually Omaha. That's right. That's the um, four cards, right? Yeah four cards and you have to use two and i like that because i don't know for me it was just like i feel like people the people that played omaha actually had some semblance of skill (laughs) and so it wasn't we had so much variation of what that hand looks like depending on what you played right and so you had to know all the hands like you know and then you had omaha high low like you could play the low hand or the yeah. high hand, and and I, I I think we've talked about this before. With you know we were we were both pretty immersed in the in the MMA scene, and I feel that it had it ran a course of the like World Series of Poker, very yes. similar. Like it yeah. got you know it had always been there. You know you, you look at leading up and you know to the ufc's fox deal and this and that where they were doing five six events a year and uh you know the ultimate fighter came out and it was a much more organic 
fun time. You knew everybody. The roster wasn't 800 people or whatever. But poker was the same way. Like you, I got to know, like the year Chris Moneymaker won the, yeah, won the World Series well, that of Poker. Was, yeah. I got into it, man. Yeah, well, that was their big bang. Just like you know the the Forrest Griffin Stephen Bonner fight for uh, for um, the UFC. That was that was the big bang for uh, poker. I remember now, like that ESPN, like they leaked. I don't know if it was ESPN, but it was like leaked out. It was pretty well known before they actually showed it because it was like, you know, months before. I think that it, it usually would be in like July and then they, it was like maybe not until October that it actually aired. But it was out there and people – it was one of those things where people I think were more interested in, in watching it because they knew what was going to happen versus, you know, not knowing what was going to happen. So I love yeah, Did you was, watch it? And that's where I learned yeah. Omaha High Low. I would watch – you know, there would be hours and hours and hours of coverage, not just of yeah. the main event, but of all the other side games and just the weird ways that people played poker. Most of that I'd never heard of. Yeah. Well, and also it like the the big thing, too, was once that happened, once the big kind of name brand, you know, they had their big bang with with both poker and, you know, MMA. There were so many, like it got so saturated so fast. World Poker Tour, the, yeah. the you know, the, <laughs> and that stuff—it's still Everything. around. Yeah, but and just like with with MMA, you had, um, you know, Strike Force, Elite XC. You know, of course, Pride was already, you know, had already been there. Um, but yeah, the, the same thing, it, and it was interesting seeing that. I think I I kind of realized that. Um, you know, maybe five or six years ago, I think the first person I ever said it to maybe was Luke Jern again, um, back from Intimidation Clothing. But yeah, it was definitely a they they followed that same path, and uh, they're kind of in the same. I feel like the UFC may be a little bit bigger than um, poker now, just because the UFC is like a year-round thing, and I feel like now poker is maybe more of just a like I think. Some people still pay attention, like the you know the actual World Series and the, and the main event, but I don't know how much. I mean, I, I haven't been into it in a while. Um, no. But I remember in college, like there would be just random people that I never would have thought of that would be, hey, you want to come play this Texas Hold'em, you know, live tournament, and also just, you know, um, just just everybody everywhere. So, but that all you know, and also. I was always more of a tournament player. Like I couldn't just sit there and play, you know, for hours on end with, you know, I had to have some sort of like end game end goal. So, but some, sometimes you get into like a 20 or 25 person tournament and you're there for hours, six or seven, six or seven hours, depending on how long, uh, how good the people are. Um, and like, I always play, like my game was always pot limit Omaha. So it, it, it took a little while to, uh, even you know, for anybody to really um, to to go out, but yeah, definitely is a. I got into the DraftKings a little bit too with like the fantasy sports and things like that. Um, but I think that that's that's been hurting a lot too with no no live sports. Like I saw they were doing uh, Korean baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're gonna do this every week i feel like if we're gonna we need to have a beer and a glass of bourbon when we do this yeah and i'll set it up to where i can turn my video on we can do that 
And you can tell us what, why, what, you know, of the bazillion brewery and beer reviews you've done, you know, really break it down. And I can do that with bourbon. Not, I'm not quite there. Like I just watched, uh, neat, which is a documentary about bourbon. Like I, it, bourbon is very simple. There's just a few ingredients and that's, it is yeah. what it is, you know, but the, the boom much like you know, the craft beer that you enjoy has been crazy. Not because nothing's changed. You can drink 12 different craft beers. They all taste different, right? Yeah. Bourbon's going to basically taste like bourbon no matter what you get. So, you know, it, it all depends on like the aftertaste of the bourbon, but the bourbon itself, it's going to, burn it's gonna have you have that charry smoky taste to it and then what comes after is like how i judge a bourbon you know it's like after yeah. you drink it what what i feel now and so but the the international market for bourbon is crazy like one of my favorite bourbons is weller's it's a weeded bourbon and you should be able to buy it for like 15 dollars a bottle at walmart it is so highly sought after now. It's a cheap bourbon. It's just cheap, but it, it's so much of it goes overseas. And yeah, you know, I got a half gallon for my birthday, and it's almost gone. Wow! And when I have to switch, well, it up, I may have to get a craft yeah. beer and watch you try the pappy. Have you tried it yet? <laughs> I have not. It's right. still uh, that was very much a spur of the moment. So I got the ten year um, in a raffle for the state of Ohio. So. I'm gonna enjoy. I feel like I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just me. I feel like ten years not one where I'm like, oh, I gotta like you know make sure I save this for like something crazy special. Like I don't know. Maybe if I had like the the what is it? Twenty three year. Twenty three year. That would be something where it's like because that's like what for a for like an ounce of it's like twenty five bucks if that. Well, I mean, I bought a shot of I think fifteen year. I, I bought a glass of it neat, uh, which is room temperature, and I shared it with my wife. It was a hundred dollars. <laughs> that was and remember i was actually at it was funny i was at a brewery in bowling green like a year and a half ago and i texted you and was like hey how much would you pay for i think it was i think it might have been 12 year it's like hey how much would you pay for 12 year uh happy and they actually had it there at a brewery and the one brewery that they have in bowling green kentucky they had some pappy on so even the brewery, even in kentucky when there's a brewery they, they've got bourbon so when you come right. here next time, there's a new brewery. It's called Sawstone Brewery, uh, and they there, there was like some kind of craft beer uh, festival at Morehead State, and these guys won, and they were just home brewers, right? But they yeah. but they created you know the whole business and like they do live music there, and so Abby's been like when David comes, that's we're gonna take him there to <laughs> see how they hold up. That's yeah, that's like in what like ten fifteen minutes away from you, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we'll have to, we'll come down once the quarantine thing is over. But yeah, I actually have gotten more into bourbon through craft beer because you get so many, you know, bourbon barrel aged beers and and things like that. And uh, we got we have a, a few breweries here in Cincinnati that do bourbon barrel aged stuff really well. And and one of them is actually in uh, in Kentucky, um, Braxton. It's in northern Kentucky, but it's actually funny. The biggest brewery in Kentucky, which is in Lexington, is Alltech, and they're number one selling beer is uh, Kentucky bourbon barrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Ale>. <laughs> yeah. They did the uh, world equestrian games 
and as yeah. like hospitality, they just had kegs of that everywhere. Which is funny that you can actually find that in like places all, like the the distribution that they have on that is is kind of it's kind of surprising and, and really cool actually for because uh, they're actually like a I was actually looking them up like a week ago they're like an animal feed company mm-hmm. is where they they got started but then they also do uh, you know a bunch of other things so but. Yeah, so we'll we'll definitely we'll I'll get some some beers out. Um, I actually have been going back more to like kind of the staples of uh, craft beer, more of like just the core stuff, and not I mean trying just kind of what you can buy more at the grocery store. And I forgot how much I liked a lot of these. I'm uh, when it comes to, and I, and I don't know your thoughts on this, but uh, the Country Boy Cougar Bait is like I could drink that all the time. Yeah, and that's like that's a very good like I would say for someone that's not a craft beer drinker, um, an int- a good entry level like here's what here's what you and they call it I mean the name is Cougar Bait like it's literally designed for middle aged women who don't drink <laughs> beer um, <laughs> to drink it's a good beer. Um, there's a brewery up here in Cincinnati. Ryan Guys has a beer called Cougar as well. That's a very similar beer um it's like a uh like a blonde ale hi brother we've been doing this for an hour i feel like anybody can you can taste the difference i can't taste the difference listen (laughs) i remember at your engagement party i had some kind of sour beer and it did not taste like The the purple beer yeah whatever it was supposed to be did not taste like that oh this is a chocolate stout. Bitch, there is no chocolate in this. There is no, not a hint of Hershey's was to be found. So yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe next time you can educate me on the taste and what I'm actually tasting. All right. All right. Are you going for pizza now? All right. Is same. that your thing? I'm ready for some pizza. Yes. All right. Well, all right then. This is fun. One is, if you can do one, we can do a hundred, right? That's right, episode one. Or should we just call this Bluegrass MMA live and start at like 2.12? No. No, I feel like the MMA talk will be less and less. Hopefully. I'm retired anyway. That's right, retired. (laughs) All right, same time next week. That's right. Toodaloo. Later.